Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And we have an awesome guest sitting in our couch today. I'm so happy to see this guy again. Haven't seen him in a bit because he's been um, off pursuing massive amounts of education. His name is Angelito and I'm going to call him Angelito Alphabet because <laughs> this brother's got so many letters after his name and I wanted to get him in here to talk about all the stuff that he's been up to ever since he got his uh, massage therapy license here in Ontario. Amanda is also sitting in with us. Amanda, why don't you uh, do what you do? All right. Hey, everyone. It's Amanda. I'm going to try to um, introduce all the letters behind. Actually, his name is Angelito, not Angelito. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. Apparently, I'm I'm the equivalent to... uh, white Canadian guy I know, can't yeah. say it although I'm far from white Canadian well, guy well Angelito actually uh, introduces himself as Angel to many of us Canadians because we butcher his name so badly so let me try not to screw up all the letters behind your name Angelito is a registered massage therapist a sports massage therapist certificate candidate he's done functional range conditioning and what is this certified exercise specialist a, a corrective exercise specialist. corrective ex- exercise specialist from the National Academy of sport medicine. So, I mean, this guy, he's got a lot of letters, Angelito Alphabet. And uh, we wanted to have him in, as Mark said, they go way back and Angelito can talk about that. And since becoming a registered massage therapist, he's done a lot of cool things. Um, But he started this even before becoming a registered massage therapist. He's on this massive quest to be the therapist that everybody Mm -hmm. in Toronto wants to go to. Just trying my best. (laughs) Well, thank you for hanging out on the couch today, Angelito. My pleasure to see my great structure and... (laughs) The, the better be half. <laughs> the better half. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we start right at the beginning, Angelito? Why massage therapy? When did when did you decide that this is what you want to do with your life? So basically, back home, I, I am have um, a license as licensed massage therapy. Where's back home? Of Philippines. So the program is only sixty hours. Sixty hours. Yeah, and you okay. have to go for training. Then you have to write the exam, written and practical exam okay uh, under the department of health under the government so but basically it's very easy not compared to canadian standard yeah especially 60 on- hours compared to what used to be 2200 which is now not anymore i yep. mean most schools still do something along those lines but it has moved away from an hours uh, based program to a core competency based program then after that i went to dubai to practice my my being a massage therapy in dubai so wait you did you take your whole family with you no i am alone i left my my boy at the age of three and the age of five. Oh wow i have to do some uh sacrifices as a father yeah yeah what were you doing before you took massage therapy then? So we have a good business with my family. It's a financial business. So I am in the business world. Mm-hmm. So, but due to, to the economic crisis happened way back early 90s. Uh-huh. So our business are being affected with that kind of turmoil. So we, I have to do something in order to survive and to be a good provider to my family. Yeah. What makes you decide massage therapy is something that you were going to you're going to pursue? I'm trying to open a newspaper. So, and at that time, I have no idea. So, what's the best pathway for me? Yeah. So when I see the course in back home, oh, massage therapy, interesting, helping people. Right, right. So I try to go in. 
anatomy science not my my stuff is more business yeah it's good i went there and uh, i got the, uh, the license nice, nice so let me ask you okay so you're living in the philippines with your family you realize i need to do something else because business isn't great mm. you go into massage what made you choose Dubai to go and practice? Was there was it just booming there? Did you think you could make a lot more money there? Am I wrong in the assumption? I don't know why I have this assumption. I have an assumption that there's a lot of Filipinos that end up in Dubai. Yes. Okay. During the, those years, Dubai is very blooming. Okay. Uh, the milk and honey of Middle East. So I have a good job. No tax, free accommodation, free vehicle. Um, good money, mm-hmm. and I'm serving with the with the top officials, generals, the top uh, government officials. So they brought you there and sort of paid your living expenses. So everything, you would work everything, there. everything. Okay, so then everything you made, you could send back to your family in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. After in the two years of making working in Dubai, I said, "This is not home because." Uh, it's not a home to be called. So I, I go to the internet. I see Canada. Yeah, Canada might be the best place for my family. So education, health, and everything. Yeah. So somebody offered me. Do you want to go Canada? Two way, be immigrant or take a part of caregiver. Uh, immigrant will take you two years. This will the cost of the amount. But you want to be be in Canada in three weeks, caregiver. So I choose caregiver program for in two weeks, I have my visa as working visa. Okay, so you originally came to Canada as a caregiver. Yep. And I know from working in uh, private career college where I worked with a lot of um, people from the Philippines who came here as caregivers that it takes a certain amount of time that you have to work as a caregiver mm-hmm. and then you can get another uh, working permit. Yep. Like there's there's all these stages before you can become a permanent resident. Yep. And to do a program as long as massage therapy, you need to already be a permanent resident. Mm-hmm. So yes. how long between coming here? It's Don't a, answer this if you're going to get in trouble uh, by the no, law. It's a, <laughs> it's a long winding road happened to me. It's a lot of detour. Uh, upon arriving in Canada... The agency pressed me to have employer, but it tend to be that no, there's no employer. Oh. So I've been packed up. So it's about to go home back or to stay. So for one month, I don't have job. Mm-hmm. And 2007 is quite the coldest uh, year for me because yeah. it keeps snowing. So I have no choice, but I need to do something. So finally, I find an employer to sponsor me. Yeah. But I need to work not with the employer. I will just pay the taxes. But I have to work under the table. I took different jobs. One day job, two day job. Then I worked in a car wash. Yeah. So said, but a life it is in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> not exactly what yeah. you pictured, right? Yeah. And after that, uh, after getting my my open permit, it means as a caregiver you have the close permit. It means you cannot work outside. Right. So. After, open permit, you can, yeah, you can o- work. Yeah, open permit, you can work, but you can still not go to school. You have to get a special 
for me to, to go to school. Yes. Well, you can go to school with an open permit as long as the program is six months or yeah, less. Yeah, but massage therapy is only 22 to 24 exactly, months. Exactly, yeah. So it's a struggle for me. I said, oh my, do I need to surrender or I need to, to keep fighting? So after maybe four years to five years to process my paper. Wow. So it's, it's a long time. Mm-hmm. So when my family is finally, uh, finally settled in, I said to my wife, I have to go to school. We cannot work on McDonald's. I'm working at McDonald's before. Yeah. As a maintenance guy, I do all the shitting on the McDonald's, changing the oil filter, smoothie, I have to disassemble, assemble it. Yeah. So I have to do something. I told my wife, I have to go to school. And my wife said, what? <laughs> we have to do something else or else we will not survive here in Canada. Education is very important in Canada. Mm-hmm. You need to be certified so in order to have a, you can learn a good job or else you're going to be living in a mediocre life. So we have to make a choice. Then, if I remember way back seven years earlier, I went to the school and I inquired. They said I need to have um, a permit before going to school. And after seven years, then I went back to school. I have my my resident status. Then I applied and finally went to the program. Then, good thing I'm so happy that time because... I have two great instructors at the time. You had great uh, instructors, so, yeah. So, um, anatomy is, is sung uh, on the clinical area. My best teacher. Mark. <laughs> Mark was your Mr. instructor. M. Mr. M. <laughs> the marvelous, the magnificent <laughs> instructor. <laughs> so, for one year on the program, it's going to be hard for me. And keep failing with your, with your test. <laughs> It's hard for me because it's it's a different um, learning experience. Mm-hmm. So usually I will, will take rewrite. I said, oh my, is this my program I have to take? Then after one year, I'm almost getting 90s. Yeah. So I said, wow, finally I got it for one year. <laughs> then and suddenly I'm so sad, Mark have to leave us. <laughs> Mark abandoned you guys. <laughs> so I mean, uh, I... I got the program ready. I, I love the program. I'm getting 90s. For one year, I always get failing mark. I have to rewrite re- the exam because the standard of mark is so high, mm-hmm. which I like it. It's more realistic compared to some structure that it will pass you even. Oh, you have 90. That's good. But even it's not, not nice. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, if I think you listened to the last podcast where mm-hmm. we talked about that. There's the ethical instructors that are not just going to push you through if they don't think that you're going to do well because it's it's not serving anyone. It, you're not going to pass your OSCE. You're not going to be a good therapist. doesn't make sense, right? Well, when Mark decided, decided to, to leave us for personal reason, I have to respect this guy. Uh, and we have too much drama in the class. Yeah, that was a... So from 11 students down to four, then the three transferred to other school. Then Angel had to leave by himself in the, in the school. Yeah. <laughs> so for me to be reactive will not make sense. I have to be more proactive. So I have to took different courses because I know the structure will be replacing Mark will be different. I will not elaborate so that there will be no problem. <laughs> so I took different courses. Maybe I took six or seven courses before the graduation just to fill in the missing link of my my 
being a therapy soon. See, we talked about this on, on the last podcast that we did. I don't know if you had a chance to hear about it, where we talked about how some schools or some private career colleges, it feels like they fail their students. When I say they fail their students, I mean the student is not getting everything that they need to get or getting everything that they should get. And at the end of the day, it really fucking sucks because then you as the student, you're sitting there and you're lost. And I kind of I feel bad for the whole scenario, how that happens. But at least you were mindful enough to say, hey, I know I'm not getting the information that I need to get from this particular program, or I know I'm not getting the information that I want to get from this particular program. And you went and found a whole bunch of things and filled in the gaps yourselves way before graduation, way before even preparing to do your licensing exam. Well, that's the thing is, I I mean, I like the way you described it. You could be reactive. Where would it have gotten you to complain about the school to drop out? It it would get you nowhere, right? Nowhere. You know what it makes it what happens it happens probably to what happened to your other students that went to another school the grass isn't always greener mm-hmm. essentially what they probably did was a lateral movement it's not like they they took any steps forward they probably went just lateral movement to the side or maybe even one or two steps backwards for the most part yeah but as you said angelito was proactive took some courses on his own and figured out what you needed to do to to become a massage therapist because that's what you set out to do, right? Yep, because I took detour. It's not a problem. Detour for me is opportunity. Yeah. Um, and this detour probably seems like really minor compared to Philippines, Dubai, Canada. Do you know what I mean? I know. Yeah. And the school will offer you only basic knowledge and it's up to the student to harness his skill, his knowledge, or else... How we can be a good therapist? Can exactly. we pl- can we please repeat that? As continuing education providers, I cannot stress how important that is. The schools are only there to give you the, the basic, basic knowledge, the basic exactly yeah. to it's get just you the entry level entry to get level. you into the profession. If you want to be the massage god, if you want to know everything yep. there is to know and help your patients and clients the best way that you can. It is up to you to go forward and get more education and fill in the holes where you think you're lacking. So it's really impressive the amount of continuing education. But you've the done. problem is, Amanda, is a lot of RMT today. They're so complacent. They're so relaxed with their, what their knowledge is. Yep. Mm-hmm. And after that, they will ask, "What happened to my to my patient? I have zero booking today. So, do you ask yourself what's wrong in in your practice?" It's about your knowledge, your skill, or your client care, your patient education. Mm-hmm. So what is missing? Yeah. I saw in a Facebook group, there, there, in one group, someone was promoting another group. So in this one particular Facebook group, someone put in kind of like a promotion thing or like, hey, come join this Facebook group that's all about CEU courses in Canada. And then some of the responses kind of made me chuckle inside. These responses were like, why would we need to do this? We don't need to take courses anymore. The CU cycle doesn't exist. We can just get away with reading books. And I was like, are you kidding me? That doesn't make me chuckle. That makes me sad. I know we've discussed chuckle. that before. It it makes me sad that you could choose a profession and be totally okay with just being mediocre at it. Why do you want why do you want to be just okay at what you do? I don't get it. I don't get that mentality. And at the same time, we we keep giving, okay? we keep giving to our client, patient. As we give, we're losing something. So if we're losing something, we have to feel something. How? Taking courses, taking uh, online courses, 
go dive courses. Yeah. Uh, look to best instructor. Go to co-ed. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though. I mean, it's if that's the person you are, that's the person you are. That's probably the person you are in all aspects of your life, yeah. not just your profession. Yeah. So, I mean, people like that do exist and uh, then they carry it forward to their profession, which is kind of a disservice to their their patients and clients that they deal with. And well, and to the profession as a whole. I mean, RMTs kind of seem like they always have to defend themselves as being like the bottom tier yep. when it comes to healthcare. And when there are therapists who have that mentality of like, I can get away with just reading a book and have no desire to improve their knowledge and their skills. Well, you're kind of perpetuating this vicious cycle of keeping us as the lowest rung. And it's a, uh, I can understand why some RMTs get a little offended by that because there are people like Angelito who actually care to know what the, what he's doing. At the end of the day, is I love my profession. I love to be an RMT, but what kind of RMT I want to be? Mm-hmm. Just to be just RMT because as a male, it's this is a female dominant um, profession. RMT mm-hmm. is predominantly a female dominant profession. So for me, I have apprehension how I will be successful as a male therapist. Usually, you be rejected. Oh, you're a male therapist, blah blah blah. Or it's hard to have a successful outcome as a male therapist. So before graduation, I have to think what I will do, where I will go, what kind of profession I will be, rehab, or I just be a relaxation guy. So I have to decide. Mm-hmm. I have something in my body or my talent that people will come back to me. People will repair people. There will be a lot of people who will come to me. And how? So I have to do social media. I have to do Instagram. I have to do some advertisement. I have to do my website. I have to take tons of continuing education. Because I know myself, I have a lot of limitation. English is not my first language. Mm-hmm. And I have to make up with all my my limitation to cover my limitation and able to be a good therapist. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, we this, you're touching on all points that we teach in some of our business courses, and it's knowing what your strengths are, knowing what your weaknesses are, knowing the opportunities you ha- have, knowing you know the threats that you're going to face, and turning your weaknesses and threats or not turning them, diminishing them so that you can, people are going to focus on your strengths, right? And so, yeah, being that you're doing all of these courses and you're doing all the social media and staying in people's faces, they get to know you, they trust you, they want to come back to you. People aren't looking at you as, oh, that male therapist. It's like, oh, Angelito, who does this, 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 and this, right? Yeah. So there's two things that I wanted to ask you about. We brought up social media, which I want to get to, but I, I, I want to ask you about your continuing education and the certifications you have and the choices that you made to do these certifications because you have now carved out a niche as like a movement guy. Like what made you go down the path of I want to be a movement guy. I want to understand movement. I want to be a, be able to properly assess movement and functional movements. I want to be able to rehabilitate movement properly. Like of all of the avenues you could have gone down, why did you go down the movement road? Because of you. You are my prime <laughs> man. And I see this. You're my prime mover, right? Uh, I remember during one of the class of Mark, if you want to maintain the range of motion, you have to load it. Mm-hmm. And it's still in my mind when I graduated. Oh, Mark told me one of the class, 
in order to maintain or to improve range of motion, you have to load it. So from there, oh, I have to do some research. Two courses for exercise. Most of massage therapy are not good in providing exercise. No, they're, they, they're, they're very happy to keep their passive modality. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. For me, I hate passive modality. If I want patient to get a better result, I will ask my patient to move on the table. And out of the table, you need to move. So most of my patients know me. If they want to improve, they will do a lot of crazy things on my table. And out of the table, they will move. And guarantee when they're out, they will feel much better. So people said, oh, I have massage and I have my gym fitness at the same time with Angelito. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't do the traditional one hour on the table with the relaxation music. Like you have your, your clients up and moving and doing exercises in your room, yeah? Um, client has its uh, client has his own um, right, whether they say it's going to be relaxation. Of course. But I will ask my patient, why you cannot relax? Mm-hmm. What's your problem? Why you cannot relax? Because I also promote biopsychosocial approach. It means if you're not going to relax, what's the problem? I need to know. Because if we keep relaxing for two years and nothing happens, it means something wrong that we need to address. Because most of most of therapy, I want to relax. Okay, lie down. Mm-hmm. going to relax you. And over two years, same, same shit. Same problem. Yeah. So I'm just collecting money. It's okay for me. I'm getting more richer. But the problem is, do I give 100% care to my patient to optimize their health, their moving capacity, their muscle to be more stronger, their mobility is how it's better. The most people, once you've explained that to them, you know, like there's, I can keep giving you relaxation treatments, but it's not going to improve. Do most people kind of get on your wavelength and they're they're totally open to whatever type of therapy you suggest for them? In my first year, there's a lot of rejection. Okay. So, oh, no, no, I just want to relax. No, 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 I just want to do this, do this. And first I have to just, okay. But when they come for the second visit, I said, okay, what's the problem? Oh, same problem. So can I suggest now? Because... We're going the same shit. Nothing happened. So this is my suggestion as your provider. Why you have this problem? This is the reason why. So if we will not fix, I will see you forever with the same problem. Right. And then eventually people coming to me with a word of mouth or oh, go to Angelito. Angelito will fix you. Angelito will help you to get better. Now, patient will come to me, whether it's a doctor, whether it's a bodybuilder or any People in life, they will come to me and some will come to me just they were just wear sport bra short mm-hmm. with a blanket. Why uh, It's better for me to work uh, ECD. Um, basically, I'm doing the, the non-traditional massage and the traditional massage. But I'm trying to go with non-traditional massage because it's much better for me. I just want to make a brand on my profession, not just be a typical RMD. So the places that you work, so... Obviously, you you re, you initially responded to, I'm assuming, an ad looking for a registered massage therapist. Yep. So, did you get a, any blowback from any of your employers, any of the p- clinic owners or the clinic director? Like, hey, man, like 
uh, what you're doing is not what we're thinking about when we say massage or what we're looking for. Like, did you have to fight with your employers to say, like, this is what I do. These are the results that my people like it, or I'm going to, you know, educate them on the importance of what I do. Or was it an easy transition? Like, this is the type of therapy that I provide. And they're like, okay, go with it. No, when I apply, they know my, my credential. I said, this is what I do. If you will hire me, I will do my way. And my chiropractor, my physiotherapy respected me. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes they will ask me, Angelito, what exercise I will do to help this person? Or Angelito, can you check maybe I me some some problem? So we respect each other and they accept me for what I'm doing. They said, Angelito, you can do what you do because we believe in your capacity. I love See. that so much. See. I love to hear that so much because I myself as a massage therapist, I've worked in places where I have been pigeonholed as the massage therapist, you know, so I've worked in places where there are chiropractors and, you know, they, they do their thing and then they'll say to me, oh, can you, you know, like work on this person's scalings and they give me like a list of things to do versus letting me assess the patient and do my own thing. You know, it was, oh, she's the massage therapist, so this is what she's going to do. And uh, I love to hear that there are chiropractors and physios who view you as part of the team, not just like our massage person. Yeah, but you can't bring that to the table unless you've had the education behind you. Absolutely. That's a secret, right? Yeah. Like you can't get that physiotherapist to say, you know what? Yeah, go see this guy or even come to you saying, hey, I might have missed something. Can you can you point me in the right direction here? But if you don't have the education behind you, you're going, you have to be pigeonholed into that. Yeah. Because there's no, there's, there's, there's nothing there that says you're anything but. But don't get me wrong. I apply with a big, clinic, well-known clinic, and pointedly, I'm rejected. <laughs> and for me, it's a setback. Yes, but I'm happy. Why? Because I can brand my name. Because it will be on the biggest, most uh, popular clinic. Maybe I will be just a typical RMT. Okay, do the skating, do the rhomboids. So it's better I'm out of the bigger clinic. For sure. Mm-hmm. So I, ha- I can stand my own. Yeah, and I can prove them they're they're wrong, not choosing me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it gives you the freedom to practice the way you want to practice, the way you know you can have a positive outcome with your patients or clients. I feel like we just went full circle too, because as you said, that can only happen when you have legs to stand on. If you have the continuing education to show that you are more than a typical massage therapist, and you have the differential advantage, then yeah, you can practice however you want. And you can attract the clients you want, and you can be the type of therapist you want to be. Yeah, but dedication is very important. It's for me. I have a lot of patients I have to attend to, and I'm so tired. But during night time, if I have time, I have to study. I have to open books. I have to go to research. Watch the new research. I have to take online courses. I have to read books. Why I keep giving? I have. I'm losing, so I have to replenish it, or else I will end. Nothing. <laughs> you are <laughs> lifelong students. Yeah. Right on. Tell me about your social media because, first of all, tell everyone what your what your social media channels or platforms are because you do some really cool stuff. Like his Instagram is awesome. Like go check out his Instagram. Give give the audience all of your social media sites. So basically, I have my social media account for my patient. So if I'm providing exercise, okay, go to this site. And so what you want to forget your exercise so that you have no reason. Oh, Angelita, forget my exercise. 
So you have no reason to forget your exercise. So I keep in touch with my patient with my social media. So that And they, I give my number, my personal number to my patient. So any problem, you can call me anytime. You can text me. I will reply you so that your wellness is going to be much better. So my Instagram account is at Angelito or Angelito <laughs> Movement. M O Victory T and I have Facebook the same uh, address is uh, at Anglito Movement. I have Twitter, I have LinkedIn, everything I have, and I'm happy with my Instagram account because the followers getting much bigger. How many followers you got on Instagram? Uh, Twenty-seven thousand. Twenty-seven thousand, right? You're and I love it. <laughs> it's, it's such a it's such a smart move. It's such a smart digital marketing move, where it probably, like as you suggested, originated as I'm going to make my social media an extension for my patients and clients, so they have something to reference of all the stuff that I'm showing them. Mm-hmm. But then it just grows and grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. Yeah, and grows. if you're putting up content that's interesting that people want to see, then yeah, they're gonna share. It and it's, you're eventually going to be everywhere. And at the same time, uh, I just want to promote myself. What kind of therapist I am in, so that people know that massage therapy is not limited just rubbing a person. Yes, that we could do rehab. We can mm-hmm. do we can do mobilizing person to a better person to function better because the bad connotation of public is oh you're just a, a rubbing a rubbing guy. Right. That's why I don't want to to upgrade myself to promote. My profession. Yeah. Can I ask you a more yes. personal question? Okay. Actually, it's it's in like four parts. How many hours a week do you see patients on average? Oh, man. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> how, like how many people do you treat on an average week? Maybe more than 30. <laughs> All right. Let's say 30 to 35 might be a regular week for you. How many hours do you spend doing social media? Because I know that that in itself is a full-time job. So social media, I'm trying to do my social media if I have time. If I have no time, I cannot do my social media. I mean, you keep it pretty up. I Obviously, I'm following you. So yeah. I know you keep stuff pretty up to date. How, how much of your time does that take? I took my personal time. Okay. Uh, to make some social media posting. Okay. I took some personal time to go enriching myself. If I'm not stealing my personal time, I will be in the corner unproductive. Well, that was sort of where I was going with it. I mean, you you see 30 to 35 people a week, probably sometimes more. More than. <laughs> you are doing all these social media posts. You, you study constantly. You take courses constantly. You're always upgrading. Do you have personal time? Still, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you sleep? <laughs> oh, I sleep maybe 3 o'clock. I mean, Two o'clock in the morning just to keep learning. <laughs> and my I have to be I have to be a, a role model to my two boys that mm-hmm. even my dad is on late forties. Still my dad has dreaming, my dad is keep upgrading. So that my my two kiddos will hoping they will see me and they will follow me. That education yeah. is very important in Canada. How old are your sons? Eighteen and sixteen. Okay. And I left them three and five so i lose the moment that's why i'm so envy you with you both of you because you have time for your mm-hmm. kiddos that i miss that how long what was the what was the length of time that you were not with them 10 years oh wow and wow. i see them for 45 days only for 10 years i see them 45 days only Whoa. <laughs> wow. and the rest is web camera <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> that's rough and i mean it's I would see it all the time when I worked in the private schools. People would do exactly as you did. They would come to Canada to try to get better education, better life, and their families were 
back in their country and eventually they would bring them, but to be separated for 10 years, yep. all with this like vision that you had of this life you wanted to That's why I need to work hard mm-hmm. so that I can make up those losses I have with my kids. That's why I need to work hard in order to give them better quality life. Yeah. <laughs> do you um do you push them towards anything in particular? Or are you kind of letting them choose their path? Mm, I listened to that last time with your podcast. I, I give them freedom. <laughs> Because I don't want them that they will blame me if they will not be successful. Mm-hmm. I want them to choose what they want. As long as they will be happy, they will be successful, I will give them 100% support. Okay. I will not this, take this course and go for nursing. No, I hate that thing. <laughs> Are either of them uh, following in your footsteps? Either one of them wanted to get into oh, massage therapy? <laughs> nobody. <laughs> <laughs> No one, no one, no one, no one. They're like, this guy, all he does, he works hard, he comes home, he studies. Like, I don't want to do that. I know. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I got into massage therapy thinking like, oh, you know, you don't take your work home with you. Apparently, I was wrong. Well, if if you do it right, then you do take your work home with you. Yeah. If you take yourself seriously like this guy does, if you want to develop a brand and create a name for yourself, you you take you it take home your work you. home with yeah you. because eventually yeah, I just want to have my own clinic mm-hmm. a multiple clinic I'm so ambitious I have to have multiple clinic because I want to run the RMT that RMT can do more than people know and that's why I have to go back to school uh-huh. I uh, hoping I can enroll to university one of these day and take some more courses the course is not enough whether it's even it's a ton of uh, courses still it's not enough. Until you're still alive, you have, you have to learn, learn, and learn. And that's the only way because in my treatment plan, is I not, if I see a problem or a complaint, I'm not treating with a complaint. For example, oh, I have a back pain. So would you please that back pain? No, I have to assess you down and below. Maybe mm-hmm. your problem is not your lower back. It's only the symptom of the big, big picture. And people love it. When we say, oh, Jilito, why you know it? You like a car or you like a fish? No, we have... Education, we have the anatomy, we have the biomechanics, kinesiology, we should know it. Why some therapists don't know it? Do you, <laughs> do you get a, a lot of blowback from other therapists? Like, that guy's not really doing massage, or he's looking to be more than a massage therapist. I'm happy with the, the clinic I'm working with at Kipling. We respect our our ways of treating. Yeah. Okay, if you do the country pen, it's okay. It's none, none of our business whether what you're doing inside, it's, it's your practice. So maybe some that I know that they don't what kind of practice you have. I don't care. Yeah. As long as my priority is my patient. Whether you say bad words to me, I don't care. As long as I provide 100% treatment to my patient. Nice, nice. So of all the courses you've taken so far, which one which one's your favorite? <laughs> Oh, you don't have to you don't have to say no, like I have to the, be I have to be honest. Oh, guys, listen to me, okay? Yeah. Uh, I took uh, joint mobilization with Mark. I took the orthopedic assessment with Mark. It's a good stop. Yeah. It's very basic for RMT to take that course mm-hmm. because basically you need to mobilize the joint in order to provide good mobility. Joint have have to be mobilized or else you don't have good mobility. I yeah. took assessment. Anybody will go to my cubicle yeah. or to my practice must be assessed. Whether you have minor problem, big problem, I need to assess. Yeah. 
and my patient respect me. I will just assess for one, two minutes. I will get the problem. Yeah. Because some RNT will assess longer. That's why patients are pissed off. For me, I will take one minute to 30 seconds. I know the problem because I took the courses. Yeah, because you have a vast knowledge of things like movement and understanding movement. Therefore, you can understand mechanism of injury, structural problems. Mm-hmm. So patient respect me. If I said, I will assess you, they will not question me because they knew when somebody asked them where I have to go, go to Angelito, they respect me. Yeah. And most of my patients will go for 90 minutes to do initial assessment and treatment for the first timer. Nice, nice. Tell me about the sport massage stuff. We had Jason White in here. I love Jason. He's a nice guy. We had him on the podcast just giving some information about sport massage. So I met Jason last time. I took some questions with Jason. Sport massage is, if you are, if you love sport, you love to treat athletes. Sport massage is get to. If you want to go for some sport massage, but if not, that's not your it's place. Not for you, yeah. So are you are you hoping that uh, to get the the full certificate and then work with athletes and go to some of the big games and stuff, or or that's not it, quite? It's in my second priority for now. My priority for now is I want to brand my name as a manual movement therapist. Nice. So people will know me with my brand, not a sport guy, but a manual and movement guy. I really like it. You, sir, are bloody fucking awesome. No, I'm just learning from you. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I'm learning from you. <laughs> you're you're very humble. And I mean, obviously, Mark might have had something to do with inspiring yep. you, but you did this all on your own. Like you said, Mark, for lack of a better term, abandoned you. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I respect I'm kidding. this guy. I know. <laughs> I respect this guy. You know, when Mark did leave formal education, um, yeah, it was, it was after a year of you being in the program, yep. right? You still had a year to go. But... You did this all on your own. You figured out what you had to do. You yep. didn't just learn enough to pass the OSCE. You took all of these extra courses. You have all these billions of letters behind your name. So Mark might have started you off, but you've done a lot for yourself. Yeah. And wait, wait, wait. You also do like coaching and mentoring. And I swear I saw some photos or videos of you in the Philippines doing some massage yeah, stuff. I was, Tell us about that. Back home, uh, I was invited back home by my friend to conduct uh, upgrading uh Still a tool for my for my friend uh, clinic, mm-hmm. so I do some pregnancy massage, exercise coaching, um, mobility training. Yeah. So having vacation and earning money at the same time. Yeah, for sure. Do you do small group or one on one mentoring coaching? So I'm also providing OSCE prep, and for over one year, I have twenty students that successfully passed the. Oski prep. Right on. Um, most of them are pill twice, pill once, and I heard your podcast. Yeah, that's when most and people come. I know the school that's so crappy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so disappointed, but and I said I will try to help you. And then, why I miss this this information? Yeah. Why nobody tell me this? The Oski is easy. Yeah. I said, just be ready, just prepare yourself. And I'm happy because uh, a, lot of, a lot of I mentor, they pass. Right on, man. Right on. And I'm also provi- I'm also mentoring uh, a new program. Uh, it's manual and movement therapy this coming end of swing for eight Sundays. Tell, tell us about that. So I'm sharing my, my brand to, to other people, hoping I could change the, the landmark or the landscape of the RMT. Yeah. That we can do more. We will be respected by other profession. So I'm providing them some manual technique, non-traditional, and uh, what exercise movement that could help the patient. 
and patient education about biopsychosocial approach so that people we will see people not just a patient yeah. but a person so that we can have better way of treating them as a whole person it's going to be eight days um intensive uh, program so but it's limited for six uh, RMT only, so that it's gonna be personal mentorship. Yeah, one on one time or small group. Oh, so gonna be six to eight. S- six to eight small group. Yeah. That's perfect. I like mentoring and coaching. I like, I like that idea. Sometimes I like that idea better than taking a course. Like sometimes if you take a course, you know, it, it could be hit or miss depending on the instructor, obviously, or the material. And I, I hate the idea of going to a course and just like, oh man, that, that's not what I wanted or I didn't get out of that what I wanted versus one-on-one time or small group time. You know, I, th- I got the idea when I, I think I talked about this on another podcast. I'm really into music, which you guys already know. I'm talking to not you guys. Then. <laughs> yeah. I really, <laughs> Angelia was playing air guitar and um, the drummer from the band Rush. And he's like known as like one of the best rock drummers ever. And he was talking about taking drum lessons. This is well into his career. And I was like, that's the coolest fucking thing in the world. Like, you are god of rock drums and you're taking drum lessons. And then when I heard him speak about his drum lessons, it was even more interesting. He said, we didn't even play drums. We didn't even hold sticks. We talked. We conversed about music and philosophy and rhythm, and we never actually physically did anything, but we shared ideas. And I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. Like, if you can spend time with another armed teen, it doesn't have to be about show me how you do this or show me how you do that, but passing on the knowledge and the ideas in that small group one-on-one space so much more learning can come out of that than taking a one-day course or a two-day course, right? But don't get me wrong. Uh, taking courses is very important. Oh, it's super, super important. Uh, I totally agree with you there. But for me, as I don't want to say that I'm so for great RMT. I'm just a new... I'm still um, the least RMT, I could say. But I want to share my idea. My, yes, I want to share my knowledge. And Well, that's the point. You can learn something from everybody. Exactly. And if somebody has a new approach or a way of doing things that maybe you've not thought of before, I don't care if you've been at RMT for one year and I've been for 10 years. If you know something I don't, I'm happy to come hear you and exactly. you and know then that I the, don't. With the coaching and mentoring... It allows you to do that and share all that knowledge without all of the logistics of putting together a program or putting together, you know, a course because that consumes a whole lot of time. Although I think and that you... doesn't necessarily affect the quality of the education that you're giving. Mm-hmm. That's more of a packaging and presentation. Do you know what I mean? But there's an outline on, on the mentorship. I'm going to provide this. And as there will be some outline thing to be tackled. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So I put a bunch up of topic. For example, adjunct therapy. Mm-hmm. What adjunct therapy that we can use? Okay. And what adjunct therapy we can use for persistent pain or patient with too much pain or what adjunct therapy we can use for, for bodybuilders? What we can use for ordinary person? Mm-hmm. What exercise we can provide to this kind of person? So it's a brainstorming. And I know most of my gonna go to my mentorship gonna be have experience. So maybe we can share each other. Yeah. And I can share my new idea. Maybe they will like it or not. It's up to them. <laughs> no, but it's it's you're doing something similar to what I think 
what I was going to say is what Mark does a really good job of doing. Our courses all have a structure. They all have an outline. It's very clear on the website. If you go to the Con Ed Institute yes. website, yep. you can see the course outline. But every time a course starts here, um, because we only do small groups, I think the largest class we have 25. is maybe 20, not 20, 25. But um, majority of the classes that we have are small groups. And Mark always starts by saying, you know, what do you want to get out of it? He goes around the whole room trying to find out what were you expecting? What do you want to learn? And sometimes that means straying from the outline a little bit to make sure that everybody that's here that has paid for a course is learning what they intended to learn. Yeah. At that but course. there's freedom to do that when you're one-on-one -on -one and where you have small groups. Mm -hmm. If you're sitting in front of a group of 80 people that are expecting, you know, this is what what was packaged well, yeah, and delivered to them. You can't get 80 you, people's you, input. <laughs> you, you, you can't do that. That's why I love when we do one-on-one -on -one coaching here. I love that opportunity. Yeah, right? I, see, I see that. Yeah, I love the opportunity because that's when you can really kind of get into exactly what that person is looking for and you can mm -hmm. share differently than you can dealing with a large group of people yeah and for me mentorship is not uh providing them technique technique is limited i'm just yeah. providing them concept because if you have if you learn concept you can have thousand techniques mm -hmm. because if you just teach me okay do this and people will not think they will not improvise i want therapists would be do some improvise yes critical thinking we talk about that all the time being a massage therapist 90 percent of your job is critical thinking you there's thousands as you said there's thousands of techniques there's tools that you can use but you need to be able to think on your toes and figure out what does the patient in front of me require and go from there. Yeah, each patient has its own need that you mm -hmm. can apply same treatment. If you have same treatment, you're not a therapist. You're not a provider. <laughs> yeah, very true. I dig it, brother. I dig everything that you're doing. It's really awesome. Yeah, I'm learning from you. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, Mark is also as humble as you, but I know, I know that a uh, big part of the reason he wanted to have you on the podcast, yes, because you're doing all these cool things with your social media and you've taken all these courses and all of that, but uh, I love how proud he gets to see his past students who are doing things sometimes way better than he is. No, <laughs> I'm just a small to a giant person, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I dig everything you're doing, man. You're making waves and I I love people that make waves. I love a disruption model. Throw a, throw a grenade into the crap. Don't, th you know what I mean. Man, I learned from you. <laughs> I learned from you that you need to oppose some idea. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, can I... Ship some topic if you want. Yeah, sure. Uh, we are complaining about education of RMD. I think it's about time to change some textbooks. Uh, some textbooks are so obsolete, and we need to update our education. There's a lot of things going to the colleges that need to do some changes. And at the same time, for the student, I think you must be proactive rather than reactive if you want to be successful. Because if the college cannot help you, you have to do something to be successful. Well, I, there's there's <laughs> such a huge issue when it comes to this. Because the landscape for massage therapy is just so massive, yeah. right? And if you start with education that kind of that kind of takes it into one direction, you're really limiting, you're not addressing the other part of the big part of being a massage therapist is, or, you know, the potential with massage therapy. So that's, that's, it's a, that's a huge undertaking on its own to kind of, I think Omar said it best, to have a program that meets the needs for what RMT is in all of its capability. Mm -hmm. It's, it's impossible at, a college level. It's impossible. Right. Especially when 
No, I'll just leave it at that. It's impossible. Well, it is impossible. As Angelita said, every patient or client that you see is going to have their own individual needs. It's literally impossible to learn everything you need to know to be a great therapist. Yeah, you can't learn that in school. You cannot. You have to go out and do your own research. And that's why I think it's important as well for therapists to know what type of therapist they want to be and to have some sort of distinct identity or brand as Angelito has. when did you figure out you wanted to be the movement guy. Mm, uh, and was that on purpose or was that by accident? Both. <laughs> All right, give me give, give me the idea here. I want to hear it. So basically, I have the rejection. Uh, on my first three months, I have rejection to clinic. Oh, you're a male therapist. Oh, you're a guy. Shoot. <laughs> Why? I thought you're a woman. I said, my name is Angelito. With this, a hell name, Angelito Sapimo. It's a male name yeah. <laughs> and I said from there I'm so discouraged so I have the courses that I took but still not enough so I have to do something that people will see me a different person so from there I'm forced myself I go to the social media what is what's happening to the social media and I said oh people love active people love something different Yeah. so I have to be traditional or non-traditional so from there, I decided, oh, I have to do something else. I have to brand my name. Mm-hmm. I have to do something that quite different to some therapists, or else I'll be landed in the same shit. So I have to do something to make my shelf living much better. So from there, I start studying courses that appropriate for being a manual and movement therapist so that I can be known. And after that, it click. After six months, people coming, I said, oh, how do you know me? I saw your review. One of my friends told me that you are different. Oh, I saw you in social media. Oh, you have a great review. That's for me. I'm so afraid because maybe I will not keep to the standard what they're expecting. But that's why I keep studying. I have to do my best just to provide what they're expecting. So you knew you wanted to be different, but you weren't 100% clear on what that differential advantage was going to be. And so you, like this, fell, you, fell into, you fell into movement. Yeah, but how did you – that's what I want to know. Like how did you fall into movement? Like, like you could have gone a whole other route. You could have been like the the manual emphatic drainage guy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you could have been the Reiki guy. Uh, it's out of – Reiki is out of school practice. I, <laughs> I, mean, I mean you could have done so many things. Sorry, so, sorry guys, if you're uh, fascinated. <laughs> I have respect <laughs> with you guys. But for me, the thing is I want to be a guy that, that I can do mount treatment that make – person better but i have to do something a movement that to follow up the treatment on the table okay well, i can definitely I see why he keeps saying that he learned from you because for as long as i've known you you've always put into my head and i mean i i'm with you i'm totally 100 percent agree with you massage therapy is a super passive modality and unless you as the therapist are giving your your patients or clients remedial exercise and home care as Angelita said, they're going to continue to come back. They're going yeah. to continue to come back with the same problem. You may have given some temporary relief with the passive therapy, but there has to be something else. And so I can see why he would have went that direction, having you in his head saying movement, movement, movement. At the same time, is I have a patient. Can I share this thing? I have a patient yeah. uh, have a problem with the chest. Factorized uh, major tension, everything. I said, I will provide you some stretching. Oh, Angelita, I know that stretching, that stretching being told me 10 years ago. No, this is a different stretching. Yeah. It's more advanced, but it's more functional. 
Because what happened to the industry? We're providing same shit, same <laughs> stretching. So people is immune to that kind of stretching. Mm-hmm. So for me, I took the, this course because I need to de- get the immune out of the system. That that RMT can provide better treatment, better exercise that they can get from chiro, physio, and other profession. I dig it. I dig it, brother. You make me smile. No, I learn from you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you make me smile. No, I learn from side. you. Right I'm still learning from him. He, we may be uh, partners and everything, but I still come to market. I'm like, help me, I'm not, I'm, teach me. We're always, always, but not, I'm not. Hey, here's the thing. I don't advertising Mart, but I owe a lot from Mart. Okay, that's why I'm I'm healing Mart not because I want to promote Mart. No, because I I owe a lot of things from Mart. I I cannot be on my position right now without. Without the prime mover, and you're my prime mover. Oh man! So that's why I have to do. I have to say something out of gratitude. Okay, that's the thing. It's out of my gratitude to you. Maybe if my instructor is a different guy, maybe I will just be on spa, or I will be just a regular massage therapist. But after you leave us, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I respect that. I challenge myself. One day I can be like the guy who taught me. And that's smart. Oh, it's getting all warm and fuzzy in here. <laughs> I know. Warm and fuzzy. Right on, man. Well, it's been great having you here. I, I truly dig catching up a little bit like this. Now we need to go out for a beer soon. <laughs> oh, boy. I know, I know. <laughs> right on. Well, thanks for coming by, hanging out on our couch. Is there anything else you want to wrap on while you're here? Um, uh, those who want to learn... Those who want to be different, just ask for help. Don't don't be ashamed to ask for help. Yes. Asking help is is not sign of weakness. It's sign of strength. Yes. For me, if if I lack something, I will go to someone that have more knowledge. And for me, whether it's continued education will be out of the CMTO or not, but no, it will still there. Whether it's required or not, I will take courses. Yeah. Why? For the CEO purposes, no. I want to enrich myself and hoping that we will change the landscape of RMT in Ontario. That will be more respected. That we will be treated as same level with the Cairo Pisho. Whether even where our education level is not like them. Mm-hmm. But we are a person that can provide them better treatment, better uh healthcare mm-hmm. so that they will be better in their daily lives. Right on, man. Well said. I love it. I feel all motivated for my next client. <laughs> <laughs> Just recording a quick podcast between clients. Yeah, not a bad way to spend a Friday. Yeah, it's hard to be not an RMT. At all. It's hard to be an RMT, especially a male therapist. But we, I have to do something. And yeah. hoping guys who are struggling, you can do best. If I can do something out of my practice, you can do something. If you're struggling right now, you can do something. As help. Yes. And I'm willing to help. Mark willing help to help. And other people willing to help. Yeah, You're the sure. perfect example, by the way. I know we're wrapping up, but I once said that I feel that a lot of male therapists who are not successful, a big part of it is this attitude of, oh, I'm a male therapist. That's why I'm not busy. That may initially be the case, yeah. but you took that and said, nope. I'm going to be a busy male therapist. And now you're so busy that you don't have any personal time and you're up until three o'clock in the morning. So, But I have to put time 
for this podcast. <laughs> That's what and we appreciate it oh so much. No, and I, I'm happy to share what happened to me and hoping other people will be inspired. Uh, people will see what we are doing here in as RMT and what you're doing, guys, to help people to to learn more and be productive mm-hmm. and be the best RMT in town. Right on, right on. Again, thanks for hanging out. It's been awesome. You guys have been listening to two massage therapists, but really there's three of us <laughs> hanging out. Peace. Thank you. <laughs>